Okay, uh, welcome to episode nine of the LT podcast. Uh, another another busy week, which is standard these days. Yeah. Um, I would like to introduce my next guest, Stephen Esnoff. Good morning. Thank How you are for having you? me. Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm doing all right this morning. Going all right. Yeah, solid three hours. Yep. Had a second coffee. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to uh, thanks to Karma for the coffee. Beautiful, always good karma. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, much needed, much needed coffee this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Late night at work and then early, early rise. So um, I'm actually, well, as I am about all episodes, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, obviously, me and Stephen, we'd like to think we'd cross paths probably when we're pissed. Almost um, definitely, yeah. But never actually had a had a full on conversation or anything. So I think this is. My first guest that I've actually, yeah, I wouldn't really class as a friend, which is great. So this is yeah. going to be, um, for me, a massive, massive learning curve. Um, I was saying, I was like, you know, I binged all of your things and I thought, I don't know how these people are talking yep. about. Or, yep. you know, we were, you know, just talking about, you know, before we came on, you know, small town, you, you kind of have a knowledge between you and your partner, your friends, everyone yep. kind of knows everyone. Yep. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah, it's kind of an honour to be the first unknown no, quantity. That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and with a with a story to tell, that's for sure. Um, so, obviously, just yeah, tell us a bit about yourself, Steve. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, Stephen, I'm 32. Uh, I was born in Alice Springs and moved to Mount Gambia um, just before I turned 18, so in 2009. Um, my first mate here in Mount Gambia was actually Ben Kilsby, a fellow that right. you've uh, chatted with on Benny. the pod. Yep. Yeah. We had a, um, a mutual friend of one of his exes, so I sent him a text out of the blue. Uh, we wound up at Fruit Park, had a Beneath Dying Skies gig, and I um, accidentally broke Nick Flanders' eyebrow. It was a whole, welcome right. to the town, yeah. it was a whole yep. thing. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I did buy him a drink a few years later yep. went yep. to, um, to right. make up for it. Um, so yeah, but I, I've been pretty heavily involved in the music scene around town, um, sort of ever since I first came here. Yep. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, as far as we can get more details of the story and that kind of stuff as we go through. Yeah, that's, so what yeah. brought you to Mount Gambia? Uh, so my uh, dad and, and stepmom up in Alice Springs, we just kind of, uh, there wasn't too much going on in the town for yep. us, all of us kids had finished school. Yeah. Um, and so they did a road trip for about three months all around Australia and they decided Mount Gambia was where they wanted to settle. Right. They said, you know, this is the perfect town for us. So, yep. you know, us kids just jumped in the cars and, and we just all came down as a crew. Right. Which, how many? How many siblings? Uh, I got one older brother, yep. um, Andrew, and I yep. got two stepsisters, Danielle and Chantel. Um, couple of nieces. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the, the right. four of us. Yeah. So, yeah. So they picked Mount Gambia. They picked Mount Gambia. Yeah. Which I mean, it's it's a great pick, and there's something about coming here from Alice Springs where there's certain things about this town which I think people here. Because you grow up with it, it's not that exciting for yep. you. But to come and see, you know, like Australia's youngest volcano. Yeah. And, you know, drive 15 minutes, you've got Mount Shank, which yep. erupted 10,000 yep. years ago. You know, there's First Nation stories about it. And I'm like, this is bonanzas. Yeah. Inside a cave, sort of stalagmite. There's a big bloody lake. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> it's what everyone says before you move. It's like it's cold and there's a lake there. Yeah. And, and it's the stuff you take advantage of when you're <clears> from here. But yeah. things like, you know, even the little blue... Um, you know, that was obviously the hangout spot when we were all at school. So, you know, yeah. I think, yeah, and it's it's funny that people do talk about the town and 
they have their opinions on it, I guess. Um, but I think when you surround yourself with the right people, and obviously this leads into the mental health stuff, like mm. you surround yourself with the right people, yeah, then you know it, it's only what you make it. So I I yeah. find obviously that Mount Gambier's it's home for one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like you you get the best out of it if you. Yeah, put a yeah. bit into it. So, and I mean, the music scene, apart from COVID, music scene is pretty good. And like we're talking yeah. before about the bands uh, that I never obviously attended, but um, <laughs> yeah, like that was something that you look back on, and it was actually pretty big. Like it was, it was huge. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, it was kind of um, it was almost like an anomaly. Like just the you know, especially those two thousand nine, two thousand ten kind of time when I moved down. You know, you'd, you'd have a hundred, hundred and fifty kids at the old jail on the weekend. Paying their five or ten bucks, yeah. and everyone's kind of having a ball. Yeah. And you know, there was a you know being able to come here and just move straight into the scene. I couldn't play a lick of drums. I told this guy, I was like, oh, I did a bit of drums in high school. He said, brilliant. Join my death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> I said, excellent. Yeah. Um, we were looking out at one of my gigs, and uh, another fella from one of the bands was taking the piss out of my drumming style because I used to just just flail in time and hope and. Um, it was just it was just an incredible community. You talk yep. about good people to be around, and these were the kind of people I was lucky to to find first moving here. Yeah, just fall straight into the music scene, and um, yeah, you know we could probably get into it a bit. You know, the, at the moment, you know, I feel a little bit bad about the town and the music scene. You know, I don't see that same energy around gigs yep. and around young people playing music. You know, yep. there are still bands out there. There's still you know Stokes and. Um, you know, uh, Chelsea Manor, half of them are still yeah. based here. You know, some, some young bands around, but it's not it's not what it was. No, which, which I think COVID probably cured out a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. I was in Adelaide during COVID and I killed all my shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I think it, yeah, I think that's probably like the even coming out of COVID, it obviously was like an extended period where people didn't want to go and do anything. Um, yeah. Whereas when yeah the globe opened up or reopened up, we mm. went with like the Sunday session music and you know like the acoustic and all that sort of stuff, which I thought it would have went bang, but it took a little bit to get going again. Um, yeah. And it's, I think, yeah, you just talk about that, that local music scene. Like, we're pretty lucky with artists that we've got yeah. around town that even if it is, like, the acoustic covers or whatever, like, they're still good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not just these guys that are just sort of playing a guitar and singing pretty shit. Yeah. It's yeah. actually, you know, people that have been doing it for a long time that, yeah. you know, half of them it was just a hobby, but now they're taking it up full time and stuff like that. Like, yeah. We're pretty lucky, considering. Yeah, because we're, you know, Generations and Jazz was huge here, yep. you know, for a long time. I don't know if that's come back after COVID or not, um, but I used to work at Dale Music down there. Right. So, um, you know, there was, there's just always music in the yep. town, you know, whether you, you got your country music, you know, a lot of your old fellas, yep. um, uh, you know, uh, Mel who runs uh, Opus Music Cafe yep. um, down on the highway, you know, kind of all of her crew. There, there's just little pockets of music everywhere, and I don't, I think, yeah, my one kind of, you know, the one sad thing is not seeing the kids out there jamming. But I'm not one of the kids anymore. Yep. So they yep. could be doing, like, they, yeah, they could yeah. be throwing bush doofs in, yeah. the, in the pines that's right. with your best trap artist yeah. that Mount Gambia's ever seen, and we would never know no. about it because yeah, it's, right. it's not our space yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're right. Like, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I guess we'll, you know. We could find out, but we'll never know. But oh, we I get mean, down. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be invited to too many of those. Um, but um, so going into your journey, obviously, yeah. we'll, we'll kick start with that. Um, the message that you sent was pretty interesting, I'd say. 
Yeah. So there's, there's a bit to kind of get into, because yeah. obviously, you know, a lot of this is, this podcast is talking about mental health. Yeah. And um, it's something which, yeah, and I try not to go off too many tangents, because I've mentioned my, um, in my message, so I've got, you know, ADHD, yeah. just out the wazoo. And um, on your conversation with Jake, you know, he was saying that he went to see a counsellor and they stopped him 10 minutes in to say, hey, have you got ADHD? Yeah. And he said, probably identical to what yeah. happened to me. Right, and like to the thing, the the counselor, the her looking at me like, slow down. Yeah, what's going on? Um, and you know, and it's so sad hearing Jake talk about not being able to access that care because I was, goddamn lucky to be able to go and get get the medication, get the yep. treatment, and yep. get get a bit of help for it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, but it's the, at what age? Thirty. Two, oh, two so very, si- very similar, very ago. similar. Yep, because growing up, I didn't have problematic behaviours. Yep. I was obsessive over reading. I could I could read pretty proficiently by the time I was about three. Yep. I was just... And so my obsessions were, were like, academically based Go. and educational based. Yep. So everyone was, like, bonanzas, this kid's bright as. And what happened was by the time I hit year 9, 10, 11, and school stopped being easy, it stopped being a walk in the park, and I just lost interest, like yep. utterly lost interest. Um, and, you know, the way that that ties into to mental health and the wider thing, and depression and anxiety, like, you put a lot of pressure on yourself as a kid, especially if, you know, if you're a bright kid, or, you know, you're doing well and everyone's praising you for being smart, and they wonder why you can't do it anymore. Yep. Simply because it's not easy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've stitched myself up because I haven't learned how to work hard. I've learned how to be yeah. very damn good at doing maths yeah. and stringing a sentence together. And, you know, so much of mental health is is a, a comparison and not feeling like you fit in. And so all of a sudden, the one thing that you used to get praised for, now everyone's saying, oh, well, they can't do that anymore. Well, that's all you had. Yeah. And so... I, you know, when I was 13, 14, 15, I just started spiraling, like really, really bad kind of depression and that kind of stuff. And that's, uh, you know, and then uh, when I was 15, um, I actually, uh, there was a house fire um, and my mum died in the house fire. Right. Um, and so I mentioned, you know, trauma in, yeah. my, um, yeah. in my message. Yeah. And that that sort of flipped everything on its head a little yep. bit um, because and listening to you um, talk with Chanel about this and her talking about you know the fire yeah. that, that her dad was yeah. in and you know that affected her family and that's it just it, it really hits hard because yep. what people don't talk about you know they say I'm glad everyone's alright I'm glad everyone's alive you lose everything yep. everything and you know so you know I, I lost my mum in the fire which was of course like Hard and yeah. so that's the whole thing. Yeah. But I also lived at my mum's house. My parents were separated at that yeah. point, but I lived mostly with mum. And so all my shit, all my toys, yeah. every fucking thing I'd ever yeah. written, every idea, like just gone. And so, you know, there's this one drawer of clothes left at dad's place. And that was that was my life at 15, just kind yeah. of got reduced to, to this shit. And I, I'd like to tell people I've dropped out of year 12 three times. You yeah. know, the first was, you know, in the... Like about 2008 when I was yeah. supposed to finish. Came back to Mount Gambia, tried again in 2010. Couldn't do it. Tried through a flexible learning program. Um, and once I'd finished my big report, you know, and I had one credit left to do, didn't do it. That was it. That was it. Um, and uh, 
you know, so, you know, and it, it, you can talk about, you know, this one factor, which might be ADHD or one factor might be depression or anxiety or anything like that. And you can chuck all the labels you want on it. Yeah. But the fact is, like, some fucked up shit happened. Yeah. And there's there's so many labels you can put, but it's really, like, you just, life will just kind of pile it. Oh, And yeah. it's, yeah, there, there's only so much that, you know, the language can, can do around that to actually explain the nuance of everybody's experience. Yeah. Like, you know, you what felt like to me the end of the world, um, you know, and I'm still here, which is, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, but it's just left me with endless empathy yep. for just anyone's pain, no matter yep. like how big or small, like you just, people, people are out here suffering yep. and yep. you'll never know. No, and, um, no, especially that's, um, <clears throat> like, that's a, oh, it's, that's, so it's that's a, a lot to drop. No, I like that. So this is, no, 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 this is <laughs> like, this is why I don't want the warnings, but mm. I was like, holy shit. Um, like. Holy shit! Um, with so like, I guess like yeah, the un, the undiagnosed ADHD that was probably yeah. like the kicker. Hey, like like yeah. you know that was that was probably the tr- obviously, you know, working with it was just li- within the last two years, I guess two and a half years from working with kids, and then you you work with kids with trauma, and yeah, you know like they've got you know and you're, you're yeah you're one of those kids. I guess, like, you know what I mean? And it's not a bad thing at all Yeah. by saying that. But you're one of those kids that you had, you know, you had ADHD, let's be honest, and then you had whatever, and then it's like, bang, massive, yeah. massive trauma. And that's the shit that people don't see is, like you said, you've you've gone through, obviously the major one was, like, losing your mum. But then, you know, as a 14, 15-year-old kid, you've literally, whether you're into gaming music, you're obviously into writing and you're into in, and it's gone. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, obviously unpacking the death of your mum, that that's like yeah. something I couldn't even imagine. But, you know, you you lose something or you you know what I mean? You you, you lose something so minor, like a you know, for me, God, if my PlayStation blew up, that'd be <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, that's but you've you've yeah. been a fifteen year old kid that's obviously one lost his mum, which we can unpack, but mm. Losing all your shit like that's yeah. that's crazy to go from a house full of yeah whatnot to a draw yeah yeah like and yeah. I guess how did what I want to know is obviously it, it obviously affected your schooling but like when mm. it come back to because what I want to know is like the school system back then like how how much support did you get through the school system when obviously you after I guess after probably that trauma yeah what support was there so there um you know and it's like so it happened on a saturday i went back to school on a tuesday after because i didn't know what to do i just i just shoved it the fuck away yeah and so you know that first morning of course they had me in with school counselor and i remember saying to her it was i essentially i don't think i used the exact words but it was like i just need to get over it yeah and like that was two days after my mother died at 15 years old and because like you don't process that like it takes three days to process that your car's broken down oh absolutely like, yeah but so you know i had us had a school counselor but the um they didn't do a lot of active outreach they said hey come see us whenever i'm not going to come see you yeah no i'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna go get pissed yeah um 
but I had a lot of teachers that were amazing. Yeah. You know, they just, they they all knew yep. that like, we're not gonna put anything on him. Like he's he's in this class, but he's not here mentally. Yeah. And that was the case. And you know, I just limped through my year 11. Yep. Just, and you know, but there's, there, I think there is only so much support you can have for yeah. kids in that situation. Yeah, definitely. Like there's, yeah. and, you know, I, I look at kids and, you know, people quite often want to minimise teenagers' struggles and say, oh, like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll young, they don't know what real life is yet, they don't know what real pain is, and that's bullshit. Uh, absolutely. Because, uh, this is one of my favourite quotes from a book, it's like, being young isn't easy because everything that you're trying to puzzle out and everything you're anxious about is the first time ever. And you don't know. You yep. don't know what these feelings are. Yeah. And, like... I'm not going to tell some 15-year-old who's heartbroken about their boyfriend that their feelings are invalid. Because I'm like, fuck, we've all been heartbroken. It doesn't Absolutely, get... <laughs> that's, yes. It hits. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter like, yeah. how much you are. It's, it feels yeah. the same. I think we, 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 we ignore how fresh that can be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, support. I, I had lucky enough, you know, to have a, like, a... a some family around, unfortunately, years leading up to mum's death, I, I'd lost, you know, a few grandparents and yep. that kind of stuff. And yeah. But it brought the family together. We had sort of five years of just yep. shit. Yeah. And, but our family is tight. As yeah, anything. that was going to be, uh, yeah, that, that's good. That, that was going to lead to my next question was, yeah. yeah, obviously, which way did the family go, I guess, like. Yeah. So who was that, uh, who was living with your mum at that time? Just Just myself. you. Yeah, just myself. Right. So a bit of context. Yep. My parents yep. had separated when I was three, three or four years old. Okay. So they'd been separated for a long time. Mum yep. was uh, diagnosed bipolar uh, pretty late in life. Um, she died very young. She was 42. And, right. You know, but, you know, sort of single parent, yep. uh, you know, substance abuse issues, you know, like kind of like hoarding, messy yeah. house, yep. housing, housing commission, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's that... Uh, there was enough family around us, yep. but I think that um, I can't even remember how the hell I got here. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it um, was, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. Sorry, we'll get back on to that. So mm. like, just you, oh, um, yeah. and then yeah. So with like, were you were, like? I mean, when a parent passes, it doesn't matter how close you are with them, obviously. But like, so you, the kids are all still close to mum. So or was there? So that's a bit of a complicated situation. Yeah. My older brother, um, Andrew, uh, he. So um, in context, how old? Sorry, so, how old are yeah. your siblings? So I've uh, got a my older brother Andrew's eighteen months older. Yeah, and that's my you know my bio brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my uh, got two sisters. One's thirty two, almost yep. exactly the same age as me, and the yep. other one's thirty four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all pretty close. In all very age. close yeah. together. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they all the the girls came into my life when we were eleven or twelve yep. years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick four teenagers. Yeah. Budding teenagers in a room together. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. At the time, it was really. Andrew that had lived with mum, yep. because of the living situation, he hadn't lived there for years. Yeah. Him and him yep. and mum had a falling out. Yep. Which is, it, that's a very kind of, it's a weird thing to be sitting on the other side of that. And you know, I, I realised this, you know, it's been 16 years since it happened, but you know, I knew mum the same amount of time that it happened. Yeah. Like, like yes. this, now yeah, that's the same crazy. amount of time has passed crazy that I, off. you know, didn't, you know, but I was kind of at this thing where I was sort of, you know, a uh, bit of a the, the golden child because yep. I could do the reading and she was yeah. a, she was a goddamn genius and yep. I say you know she had this project where she wanted to learn everything there was to learn about the world and she gave that to me without telling me yeah because yep. I was allowed to read any book I could yeah um, and unfortunately yep. um, Andrew was much more mechanically minded he yep. loved his bikes he loved his cars 
um, and they didn't have that same kind of relationship. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, and these are... So does that make him closer to your dad? Yeah. Dad, yeah. I think yeah. just implicitly, you know, you kind of will drift one way or the oh, other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, Especially what, yeah. Depends what your parents are into. Well, that's... Yeah. Absolutely. And you will connect with your mum or your dad. Like... Yeah. It's And that's natural, I guess. Like, and that's a good thing. Like, it is just a natural connection where... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. So... You go three days after. Um, yeah, yeah. I did take a week off work though. Um, right. Working at the local city. So, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's self care. Yeah. Take a week yeah. off work when you're not Absolutely, dies. yeah. Um, with, yeah, and I guess like, yeah, yeah, undiagnosed. So, did you ever go to a doctor or anything about your ADHD or was it because you were mm. so competent and so switched on at school and all the rest of it that yeah. it was like, He's just a genius. I, a little bit, a little bit. And like, it is a, it's, it's a hard thing because you know, there's a lot of ego tied up in it. Yeah, but and the school would yeah. pick up on that normally if you were the other way. Yeah, I guess, was, like if you were, yeah. if you were, you know, not engaged and you yeah. were all the rest of it, they would be like, right, yep. flag. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Jake about, yeah. You know, this idea that kids with ADD were always the bad kids, the troublemakers, oh, that kind of thing. That's, um, yeah, 100%. That's yeah. all we knew, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially, because there's only four years between us. Yes, yeah, so this is like mid 2000s. So very similar, you know, yeah, similar, South similar South schooling South. and everything. Yeah. But um, mm. it's, you just, I think, and it, that comes from, like, we talk about the generational thing. But I guess for me, like, I mean, my parents are very switched on and very supportive and all the rest of it. And yeah. it's not really like it wasn't obviously them, but it was, you know, it is people that age that have that in their mind that, oh, you know, that kid just, just needs to kick up the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. that kid just needs to kick up the ass, or he just needs to clip under the ear, or he needs this, or he needs that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that obviously is very much not how it is now. Like, no. and even my train of thought with kids now is shit. I wonder what he's been through. Yeah. I wonder what she's been through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, yeah, and I, that comes from working with kids. You just learn so much in a short amount of time. And I guess, like, for your case, you were fine. Yeah, exactly. like yep. you were flying. You know, you're yep. you're this year six kid. and yeah, like you yep. know, and that and I just embraced that. Like, yep. and it was you know like there's these videos. You know, there was the weird AV kid at school that had the video camera all yeah. the time. Well, he likes putting them up on Facebook every now and then yep. to shame us all. And so there's videos of me at 13, 14 years old screaming my head off in the playground, putting on characters. Yeah, because I was. I was eccentric, yep. I was weird, I was, you know, but I wrote banger essays and great stories. Yep. And so those, those things which were disruptive, it didn't matter because I was a class clown. Yep. It didn't matter because, you know, I was still getting the straight A's. Yeah. And, yeah. Best um, of both worlds. Yeah. So, but what happens is then when the work gets too hard, because I mean, that's kind of the point of school. That's is, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah year 11, 12 is a test of discipline. It's yep. not a test of academia, no. it's a test of can yeah. you sit down and do this work? And I found that no, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that feels pretty bad. Yeah, well, I think, like, yeah, from a personal point of view, I, I was the, like, very much the same was I could fly through and pass with, like, you know, the best thing I ever did was get a podcast so I could just talk because that's yeah. all I could do is talk. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, and, you know, schoolwork, unbelievable. Yeah. But I did year 11. Yep. And I think, like, you absolutely hit the nail on the head then was I literally went through the till quarter past nine, first day of year 12, and I was like, no. Yeah. This is yeah. not me. And, like, this is not me. It wasn't, like, I don't, you know, it was a whole school thing. Like, I don't think I could sit in a classroom for 120 minutes and, oh. 
I can't do that shit. No. Like, even I'm no. studying at the moment and I'm doing a bit of Chanel study. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. for dance teaching stuff. But, like, I literally look at it and I'm like, fuck. Like, I can either smash out eight questions or none. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's definitely, like, it's definitely just discipline. Like, you have to sit there. You have to yeah. knuckle down. And I think, yeah. I'll, yeah, absolutely that. I guess you look back now as well where you have so much information about ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and you're like, shit. Well, what Jake was saying, and I'll repeat it, is yeah. like when the when the counselor's sitting there, and you know, um, they say you're like, oh, do you, you know, do you talk? Do you feel like it's a thing called compelled speech, where like not talking is impossible? Yeah. Like you just, and it's only I used to talk a lot with um, Kanye West. You yeah. Know, where you yeah. Go off on these bloody tangents, and he's not even thinking. No. Like he is just tranquil, and that, you know, that sort of shit, not being able to sit down. Um, for ADHD brain, and I, you know, I actually don't like deferring to my mental health too much if I'm talking about my own behaviours yeah. because I do think we are accountable for what yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, but how it feels is like if you put paperwork in front of me, what for somebody would be like, oh, this is frustrating, I guess I'll plug through it. For me, it's like, this is frustrating. And then it's just white noise. And then it's like, what is my name? Yeah. What is my name? Is my shoelace untied? I need to go for a walk. I need to walk around the room. I hate this. I hate this. Um, it, it's like a, and it's where if you have somebody sitting down beside you, saying sit down, shut up, and do the paperwork, you can do it, but you're gonna yep. have a bad fucking time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to but when you turn eighteen, you have got to do all that paperwork yourself. And I didn't have the even the thought in my mind that the there was maybe a medication or a therapy yeah. out there that could help me. Yeah. I just figured I was lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is at least an ongoing thing for anyone with ADHD is laziness. And it's something I struggle with to this day because yeah. it is it is indistinguishable from laziness. Yeah. And it is laziness. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it, it yeah. is like, yeah. because like, oh, why, why have you done it? Don't wanna. But yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you literally don't want to, but yeah. at the same time you mm. do want to, but you yeah. don't want to. I guess, like, yeah. which, that's, that's confusing for me, yeah. let alone, like, yeah. And, that, and yeah. we're right back into mental health, because if you want to do something, well, if you know you need to do something, but you're not doing it, there's the root of depression oh. and anxiety. Yeah, 100%. Like, shit, I mean, look, you ask someone who's anxious or depressed, why, well, it's a pretty rude thing to ask them, but like, you know, someone says, oh, I'm anxious, you say, what are you thinking? And it's usually pretty <laughs> valid. Well, it's pretty valid, like, they, they can say, oh, like, my my missus is pissed with me. I'm nervous about my my boss because he's dead. Yeah. I'm 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 worried about this car payment yeah. and everything is valid. Yeah. It's like okay, well, yeah, okay, things are actually kind of bad. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I don't like using the labels too much about anxiety and depression because it it's a way of um, like it just it 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 can ignore the real shit on someone's plate because yeah. when you can yeah. actually look what's on someone's plate, you yeah. realize they got a bad dish. Yeah, like that. Yeah, and if they can't, yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, it's just, oh, that's his anxiety, or that's, that's his depression, or that's his anxiety, oh, that's why, like, yeah, just, that's the end of it. Yeah, but I guess that, like, what are you thinking? Some massive, simple but massive question. Like, yeah. obviously, those open-ended questions that can go anywhere, but that's where you want it to go because, yeah. you know, are you okay? Yeah. Yes or no? Why? Yes, that's. And I think, yeah. like, we, yeah, obviously, just passing, are you okay? Day, like, it was. In fairness, it was probably the first year I've actually checked in on more than one person. Yeah. Like, for a guy that's so massive on mental health, I get to those sorts of days, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And I think it's one of those things. But, like, literally, 
yeah, Thursday, Friday, I was like all over it. Which That's for me, I was man. like, yeah, like I was like, shit, I'm actually doing it. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, you know, how you doing, mate? Good. And for me, I was actually like, oh, why? Yeah. Not, you know, because I think, you know, like obviously we're straight off your story a fair bit, but when you go asking those questions, you, hey, mate, how you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. Oh, that's good. You know, but if you, if I walk up to you and say, hey, mate, how you doing? Shit. Oh, why are you shit? Yeah. You know, the, the initial is, oh, why are you shit? Or why are you not having a good day? Or why is yeah. this? Why is that? But someone's feeling good. Like, why? Why are you feeling good? Like, what yeah. is going on to make you actually feel right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's like, obviously we're straight off a lot. This is yeah. part of my problem. But I think that's, yeah, the biggest thing. And it just comes back to your, like, your questioning is, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's huge. Like, yeah. and asking someone if they're okay. If they're okay, like, why are they okay? Find out the good shit, not just yeah. the bad shit. Like, because um, that's the root of it it's thoughts yeah. like you know your, yeah. your mental health because you're talking about what somebody's thinking yeah. and you know when, when you're thinking something I use the word big feels because yeah. it's everything it's, yeah. all en- it's all encompassing all you can do and I just talk about meditation and mindfulness yep. that's kind of the only silver bullet you've got when your brain wants to eat you alive absolutely like that's that is your that's the one thing and all you can do is you know there's no I mean, shit, and we can talk about drugs, you know, yeah. you know, I can go punch 30 cones if yeah. I want. I could go seek a six pack, um, yeah. you know, but you're, yeah, there, there's, it's everything. Yeah. When you are thinking, you, you know, you become your thoughts yeah. because what else can you be? That's right. Um, is a, you know, I'm really into philosophy and one of the most famous quotes of philosophy is I think therefore I am, which is, you know, Descartes and what he's saying is like, all I know is that I'm thinking. That's, I can't prove that everything, yeah. that anything else exists. All yep. I know is that I have my thoughts. Yep. And to a mentally ill people, yeah. like, oh fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all I've got is my thoughts. Yeah, which, um, which isn't true, because <laughs> no. we've got mindfulness. And yes. then when you've got mindfulness and you've, you're able to sit down and be like, that tennis ball's yeah. real bloody yellow. Yeah. And that's, this is kind of the, the one little panacea, the one little analgesic that'll take that pain away is being able to shut it down and yep. quiet it. Um, you know, my ADHD medication has come pretty into that. I didn't yep. realize that some people can just get up and do the dishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once I started my meds and like, I was like, oh shit, I don't even have to have guilt. I can just go and do the dishes now. And it's not even a, it's not even a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. And I mean, yeah. yeah, like obviously, <laughs> we'll go back to, get back onto your story after our straight oh. off. Um, like, and we talk about medication, obviously, like, a, you know, I, I'm medicated and it doesn't work for everyone and it turns people into zombies and yep. all the rest of it. Like, but I'm, yeah, very intrigued to hear about, um, we'll, we'll go with the ADHD yeah. uh, for the moment. With, so I've got some takes on sertraline as well, which is yeah, what you mentioned. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but with your ADHD, so you've obviously, you've gone through school, got to the point where it was... Hard, difficult. Yeah. I guess it was probably. I mean, I don't want to say this wrong. I guess, but like oh, for for any kid, like for any kid, I guess it was just normal schooling. But because you had it so easy for so long, and I mean, it wasn't easy because yeah. your brain works a million miles an hour. But you had it so easy for so long, and then it literally got hard. But I guess it was just sort of normal. You know what I mean? For yep. for, for anyone that didn't have a brain that was so active. Yeah. You know, schooling got normal, and then you. 
you hit that 18, like, so for me, what at 30 made you go, um, as, like like I said, we'll just go with the ADHD for the moment. Um, yeah. Like, what made you go to the doctor at 30 and think? So I was going through all that, it was a start of COVID, and I was just going through yep. a really bad breakup. Yeah. And I just, um, you know, I was real fucking down, so I just went to a counsellor, and it had nothing to do with ADHD. But like, like you know, I said with, with Jake, you know, when yeah. like, you know, I sat down and I just started talking, rambling off and be like, I'm behind on all my paperwork, I'm really stressed out, I can't, can't, you know, do anything, like I can't seem to commit to anything, I'm missing deadlines all the time, yada, yada. And, and then she just, you know, put that in front of me, which was, you know, I'd been in counselling before I got diagnosed with, um, you know, the depression and anxiety yeah. in 2016. Um, and then I'd been on, you know, a couple of different antidepressants over that time and whatnot and different experiences with them. But this, yeah, this was kind of just a different avenue for me to look at. Yeah. And as soon as she said it, she gave me this little test to be like, oh, I'll do this. And I was like, it looks like paperwork. I'm not yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. But I yeah. everyone does. I went home and just Googled it. And just, and I was like, you know what? This all checks out. Um, this everything on this list about the executive dysfunction, which is kind of one of my favorite things. It's just like, you, you have your executive function, which is, I am gonna pick up this cup. Yep. The executive dysfunction is, I wanna pick up that cup. And then you, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you just yeah. fucking can't. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, and you can see it, you know, I, I will go off on a tangent. My brain falls out of my head so quick, but that's, it, 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 and that, that has led into other issues yeah. Yeah. across every aspect of my life. Yeah. You know, the way that that undiagnosed ADHD and unfortunately the impacts that have of being undiagnosed my entire life has had real knock-on effects. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say how many years I didn't do my taxes for because my yeah. parents are gonna listen, they're gonna have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. But this barrier, like, when you talk about big feelings and anxiety is fear yeah like this is your amygdala this is your lizard yeah. brain yeah and if you like if i'm anxious about doing my tax one year then i put it off for one yeah. day guess what i'm now too late to do my tax and i yeah. can't do it and every it doesn't get any easier to do as time goes on um so the more you speak the more that resonates with me and i mean i guess it's like one of those things that people will be like oh, that's that's crazy yeah like I, you know, you, it would be worth talking with with a counselor, yeah. and I, you know, yeah. I don't think that I, I don't even, I don't even know if this is some biological thing that everyone's been sleeping on forever, or, and this is a bit of a controversial take because I'm yeah. very pro mental health. I, I yeah, went yeah. to uni and I, I studied psychology for a couple of years. Yeah. So actually, I'm fully believing all of this shit. But yeah. you put your kids in front of of TVs and in in front of you know really overstimulating shit as kids i mean we all knew the maccas themes and the golden archers oh, yeah. and the, the hot wheelses and like as kids and this shit is just smashing our fucking brain yep. with colors and lights and sounds of course we're bored yeah like what are you gonna yeah. i'm not gonna play with nah. a stick yeah have you seen nerf guns yeah. what the fuck yeah. am i want a stick for man yeah um and i i you know and i think you know the symptoms of what is adhd are kind of really widespread yeah. every single time especially men yeah who i talk to yeah. have such a similar experience of the world um and you know but at ADHD looks a little bit lo like anxiety, yeah. and it looks a little bit yeah. like depression. Yeah, it's got a bit. It looks, uh, it all. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and you can't kind of you can't kind of box it up. No, because I guess like mm. obviously we're no uh, medical experts, but um, like I guess once you got you got a little bit of something, you got a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because it all it all does tie in. There's I all guess the spectrum. Like, yeah, and yep, and yeah. that's absolutely yeah. Um, so obviously it was a uh, a probably good thing you went to a psychiatrist and yeah yeah not about your ADHD but it ended up. Yeah. yeah, so I think, and like I feel for Jake, because like you said, you know, you pay $1,000 or whatever it is to. Mm. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I, I'm going to reach out to him, actually, because yeah. I know a guy. So, yeah. like, yeah. I, I from, uh, think Jake and I need to have a conversation yeah. in private, just he's, I have, I, I really felt all listening to him, especially yeah. with, you know, this idea of using substances. Yeah. To make up for what is, you know, a mental illness, to yeah. make up for, like, these, this deficiency in dopamine your brain yeah. isn't giving you. Um, and, you know, I've been smoking cigarettes for a long time, um, been smoking pot since I was, you know, 15, 16. Yeah. Um, before that, I was drinking, you know, I, I sort of switched out the drinking for pot. Yeah. Um, but that, because you, you find anything that'll just, just make it stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Yeah. You're yeah. overstimulated. Well, and that's what he said. Like, it was just about slowing down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, which, yeah. Like, it's, and it's, I, and that's why I was sort of like, when he said, you know, it's a thousand dollars, whatever, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why should someone have to pay that much money? Yeah. And I guess this is where, it, like, you know, we could go absolutely bonkers here, but I, like, I think that's utter bullshit. Oh, it's, you know, it's nonsense. Like, it's, yeah. This guy could be functioning, you know, and we love Jake. Yeah. But you know he could be functioning so much better, or whatever. If he yeah. could just walk in, pay your normal doctor's fee. Look, I get that they have to work, and I get that it's all it, it's not free. But I mean, at the same time, yeah. that's ridiculous. It's yeah, it, it like and it, it feels um, it feels predatory. Yeah. It feels like you know that they know that a lot of people are seeking this diagnosis. Um, and you know, I had to do mine all through telehealth. You yeah. know, my, my psychiatrist is in Newcastle. We, right. we, you know, we, we now have six monthly appointments. Yeah. It used to be three months. You know, but as time goes on, it sort of yeah. Yeah. gets gets easier. Um, but to, to get in with him was a huge wait. We couldn't get anybody in Adelaide. Yeah. You know, um, and this has to be you know a bit of a like shout out to Max. You know, I'm actually sort of gone through a, a pretty not like gnarly breakup. Just breakup shit. Yeah. But you know, she was essential in in finding people for me to like call like what do you think of this psychiatrist what do you think of like this and presenting me options and that i think you know people who are struggling your your friends will do anything to help you and asking them for things you think is stupid like saying i think i might have this um you, you need a friend who's going to say maybe i'm gonna find a list of doctors for you yeah you know, yeah. um, a friend who's gone through a really bad yeah. breakup, and I, I called up a psychiatrist for him, and uh, well, not a psychiatrist, psychologist, because I knew that he was actively being traumatized in this breakup. Yeah. And I said, if you, if you don't jump on this now, you're going to be fucked up. And so I, and he couldn't call up a psychologist, and so I did. And yeah. that, because I knew what it meant for someone to do that yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, and we do the things for other people we can't do for ourselves. Absolutely. And that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and we we all look out for each other. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. And I guess not. Good thing is about past experiences they they talk about like for even obviously you know an ex like you look back and you're like what a person. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You, you know, obviously everyone has their feelings about their, their exes. Um, yeah. But I mean, 
there are obviously stuff that you and you can always commend them on you, you know fuck if you have a good breakup then you're doing something right or wrong or yeah. something I don't know what the go is there but yeah. I guess yeah. like you know if, if that person is willing to do that shit for you yeah. there's obviously a part of them that's pretty good I, um, yeah yeah. I, I have I have nothing bad to say about yeah. any of my exes yeah. I've got fucking impeccable taste it's just they yeah. they, they, they not so much <laughs> um, I you know we 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 take away parts of people that I think we want in ourselves. Yep. And that is, you know, there's this whole, you know, I really you know, get into philosophy and we, we're just an amalgamation of the people we love yep. and the people who have influenced us. Um, and, you know, and there's nothing that can take that away from a relationship you've had with somebody is, you know, you, um, you, you genuinely, you know, you, you, you tend to love someone for a reason. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I, I have so little time for people bad-mouthing their exes. It's, you know, I think, you know, in some cases relationships are fucked up. And yeah. it's probably, you know, if you're telling the truth about your yeah. ex and bad-mouthing. But I think there's a certain meme where you, it's expected. Like, you turn up to your mates and, you know, they go, oh, I can, she's gone now. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, the, the woman I love. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, this person who I deeply yeah. still respect. Um, but you think it's sort of like a socially appropriate thing to now shit talk. Definitely, to. yeah. And that's, you know... And I, I think, you know, we're all just humans. Oh. Like, and it's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it's just part of it. Like, you just... Yeah. And some people do suck. Some people... Oh, and there, are, there are just some shit human beings. And yeah. which, I mean, they've obviously been going through their own shit. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's... Like, I, yeah. I never thought I'd be that guy to say that. Like, I was always like, you know, that guy sucks. Yep. But something has happened. Yeah. And whether yeah. it's... Unfortunately, could be a choice that they've made. Yeah. yeah. That makes them a shit person. But yeah, there's obviously something that's happened, but through either, you know, choices or not, yeah, some people do suck. Yeah. But I mean, you, 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 so you, you do SSO work. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, like those kids that are, are bullying, acting up in class, none of them are okay at home. No. Across the board. You know, especially if you work in a place like Grant yep. now. You know, as I mentioned, I grew up, you know, Housing Commission, yeah. Alice Springs, pretty fucking rough that's, shit around. Yeah. And none of my schoolmates were doing okay either. Some of us got out, some of them are dead. Yeah. And that's that's just how it goes. And you know, these kids are going through adult stuff. Like, and oh. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's ruthless. And so, you know, that you, you always try and see, you see the pain in people. Yeah. And I think there's something about protecting yourself from these people where you can acknowledge that they are in pain and that they don't necessarily know how they're hurting you, but it's not even about them. It's no. about protecting yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to blame anything or whatever. You know, there's kind of, yeah, and I think I mentioned this, you know, in the, in the message I sent to you, like the, the way mental illness can make people manipulative, it can make people selfish. Um, well, I mean, yeah. like, it is inherently yeah. selfish. Yeah. All you think about when you're depressed is what a piece it's, of shit you are. Yeah. And you're not even looking at the person across no. the room from you no. you're not even thinking about them no. and it doesn't matter if you're beating yourself up it's still all about you yeah and that is um that's so so destructive and i think that's yeah it's, it's a tough pill to swallow it is like yeah. especially if you consider yourself selfless yeah you know what i mean like and that's where it obviously piles on top of you is when you think and yeah i had it like where i was i I guess I still am a massive people pleaser yeah. uh, to an extent I mean like 
That's not a bad trait. Though. No, no. Like I, I just, I just like seeing people be happy. I guess, yeah. like, which is obviously not a not a bad thing. I'm not going to go out of my way to obviously, you know, please people if they don't need to be pleasing them or whatever. But like <laughs> at the same enough, time, I love, I <laughs> yeah. love having people around me that obviously, if I can make them feel better, yeah, which is yeah. you know, which good way to be. But, um. I went a bit off track there. I don't even know what I was saying. So, <laughs> no, they were talking yeah. about you know, the, the way mental yeah. health can make yeah. you Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah. I, I found that I was still trying to make people happy. But yeah. at the same time, like, in my head, I was like, you know. And that was yeah. like the massive, like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You're still trying. You think you're pumping out this energy, but you're not. Yeah. And that's like the selfishness coming in. And then all of a sudden, you think about how selfish you are, even though you think you're selfless. And then that's. That's the argument you have with yourself. Like, it's, it's, it's nuts where you think, yeah. you know, and I guess that's all, all a part of it, unfortunately. But um, so going from, yeah, like, actually, we'll go back to, like, the, the whole growing up in Alice Springs yeah, thing yeah. with, uh, obviously, with all the stuff that happened with your mum, that obviously, you know, that doesn't help at all. That's, like, mm-hmm. a next-level thing. But obviously, like, I guess for me, Alice Springs... Housing Commission. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess it all, all, it all plays a part. It does, yeah, yeah. You, um, I think, you know, I, I never really considered myself poor as a kid. And to, because I, because I was one of the smart kids, um, I hung around with all the nerds. And tends to be a lot of the nerds come from, at least middle-class families, yep. like people that yep. were stable enough. So, you know, I go around to my mate's place and, you know, I've found so much solace in my friends. You know, my, you know, and I even get a little emotional thinking about the way that my best friend's parents would always step in when they knew things weren't okay at home. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, the, fuck, you know, I guess, yeah, to, to, you know, some people don't have those, those influences and support networks. I was very lucky to have them. Um... This, yeah, I, I don't even really know where to sort of to, to dive into it. Um, I'll probably talk about my mum's mental health yeah. a little bit because yeah. one one thing I and I make so many dark jokes makes people really uncomfortable. But you know, I, I say my mum taught me everything, especially how to lay in bed and do drugs, um, and that's we can't avoid those influences we have as kids, and we can't avoid those coping mechanisms we learn as kids. You know, we just we just model behavior. Well, yeah. That's that's all we can do. And they say monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, monkey do, right. exactly, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, to me, I still feel so little guilt about bailing on plans. Like, I will, I'll just not rock up to yeah. a place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, yeah. yeah. that was, and it's rude. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's rude. Yeah. But, it, but. It, yeah. It was normalised. Yeah. Because yeah. one would always, you know, at the last minute, yeah. just sort of bail on something. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, that's, that's kind that's, of fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I literally had to be called rude, you know, by a friend of mine. She just said, you're being real rude. And I felt like I was back at you know, six years old again. Yeah. Like, just, you know, a teacher tell, saying to me, because there's no, there's no two ways about it. Like, sometimes you're being rude. Sometimes you're being mean. Um, and let's come back to, like, you know, Seeing these behaviours in other people, you can have understanding for yep. it, but it doesn't necessarily excuse it. Yep. Um, and some of the work that I've been doing on myself, you know, especially sort of since the breakup, but you know, even within this relationship that I've had the past few years, like was just like, if you can't say anything nice, 
Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. Um, and in the process of the breakup, we were living together for a few weeks, and we both talked about this after once I'd moved out, was like, we were both very proud of ourselves, being able to shut the fuck up yep. for a few weeks, despite living in yeah, the same house crazy. together, and just trying to get through it. Yep. And there's no good that could come out of any of those conversations yep. that we might felt like we needed to have had. And it's sort of like your mindfulness thing. You can't make any good things happen while your brain's in a bad space. Yep. All you can do is stop and prevent more harm being done. And that's... That's huge. Yeah, I, and it's like, hard. Yeah. It's so hard. You, yeah. you have a message of an exit four in the morning on a Saturday because you're pissed and yeah. you're depressed. Um, not doing that. No, no. Yeah, everyone yeah. will tell you it's the yeah. thing to do, but yeah. everyone's still doing it yeah. every week. Yeah. And f- shit, people are never going to stop doing it. No. But if you can stop yourself from doing it once... Yeah excellent yep. you've saved yourself time and pain yep. and that's <laughs> yeah 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 that's massive like to yeah. to be in that position and not pick the fight yeah yeah that's all it is it's that's yeah yeah because like, you have so many strong feelings yes yeah, yeah. Um, and the easiest thing and and you talk about easy like obviously we go through like when i was um like coaching footy and stuff, you talk about like the easy option. Yeah. The easy option, 100% there, would be to say whatever you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, try and get that little bit oh, of feedback. Yeah. Try and get that interaction. Yeah. That and response. I guess like when, you, when you're in a position there where you're, you're living with someone that you don't want to live with, yeah. don't want to talk to, Yeah. you know, you, you know, and humans have the tendency to, you want to make other people hurt, unfortunately, when you're in a bad spot. Yeah. For you not to do that, and for yeah. your partner not to do that, or your ex-partner, sorry, like that's, like for me, that's like, wow. Yeah, uh, I, something with us was, you know, we were old high school friends, yep. so there was a lot of mutual respect coming in. So right, yeah. And I think there's something, you know, the, we had so much understanding for one another's mental health issues, yep. that it was all well and good if one of us wasn't doing well. Yeah. When two of you aren't doing well in a relationship and you have mental health issues, yeah. you're very anxious or something like this. And I think I heard a bit of this coming through with you talking with yeah. Chanel. It's when you are both, um, you know, having like insecurities, if you're both anxious, if you're both mad, you know, both like both of us were non-confrontational. Yeah. So shit just simmers. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. You've, you've you know, to try and engage in relationships healthfully when you're not doing well yourself, when you haven't got. Your, your cards in a row. I don't want to disclude anyone who's mentally ill from being in a relationship. We need them. But the, the only bad can come when you kind of, when you don't have that impulse control yeah. to not take out your shit on yeah. the other person in yeah. front of you. Yeah. And unfortunately, mental illness takes that power from yeah. us. Definitely. We, we, we lose some of that impulse control. We lose the, this idea of... Um, how other people are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're not doing so well themselves. No. You know. no. And that's, yeah, I guess that just takes, you know, that's unfortunately the, the hard part is you, you sit there and you, you, I guess you just want to say something that will hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, well, yeah. I will say on that though, but like there's intent is a really weird thing. Like I don't think I'd ever intentionally want someone to hurt. Like I, I'd like to say that about myself yeah. because yeah. I truly believe that because yeah. I don't like it when other people are hurting. Yeah, it's not caring; it's the indifference and kind of 
your feelings are bigger than their feelings. Yeah. And it's not like, I want you to hurt. No. It's, I need to put my pain somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, you are yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and, but intent also has nothing to do with it because the person on the other side of that is just getting an asshole. Yeah. The yeah. person on the other side, yeah. on the receiving end, is yeah. getting someone who's in a shit mood and can't keep it to themselves. Yeah. And, um, and that's where the magic skill of doing nothing when yeah. you're in a state yeah. comes in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we, yeah. Which is 100% easier said than done. So easy, yeah. so much easier said than done. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. sit here and not say a word. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just had this thought though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so. Yeah. Um, going through with, obviously, like, yeah, your own your own mental health. You said you got diagnosed in 2016. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you actually would probably know, you probably work with them, um, Andy Allison. Yeah. Um, he was the old manager at yeah. Cleves. Yeah. Um, you know, so I was working there at that time. Yeah. And I feel so deeply for Andy because he was dealing with a dude who was not well. Yeah. And I, um, I got all the love in the world for the man. And um, he actually was the one to encourage me. Like, you know, I, I was just having a hell of a day at work. Yeah. And I had a bit of a breakdown and we had a bit of a talk about it. And, you know, he's just sort of, we, we, yeah. And it essentially just, just led to me, him talking to me saying like, hey, have you, have you done anything about this? Yeah. And I said, oh no, like not really. Like, it's like we need to do yeah. something about yeah. this. Um, and, you know, so, so I went to the doctor and got diagnosis and you did your little DAS screening yeah. and um, got yeah. my, you know, extremely severe anxiety, yeah. extremely severe depression. Yeah. And um, what was the first one they whacked me on? I think it was escitalopram. Um, uh, and I was on that SSRI for, for a few years, but yeah. I've always struggled with SSRIs. I always forget to take them. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, just, it doesn't register in the morning. Yeah. It's such a slow acting thing. And it's like, well, you might not feel this for three months. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, do you know how much can change in three yeah. months? Like, shit, maybe I get a really good haircut in two months. Yeah. And that yeah. boosts me. Yeah. And then I, then I yeah. say it's because of the pill. And it's not yeah. to say it does nothing, um, because I did notice when I forget to take yeah. it. But, um, yeah, it, it led to me having, like, to this day, a really patchy relationship with SSRIs yeah. because I just forget to take them. Yeah. I just am, you know, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. But yeah. that, was, that was my first proper diagnosis, but yep. I knew before then. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, if we, and I've never talked about this with doctors, I'd probably be up for a, for a PTSD diagnosis yep. if, like, I was to, to go in for that. Oh, um, yeah. You know, because you know, the, the day the house burned down, like, you know, fuck, like, we, we went there, it was four in the morning, it was Saturday morning, I got woken up by a call from my auntie, they didn't know if I was in the house or not, um, and I wasn't. Um, but then we Wait, went. Wait, where are you at the time? Dad's house. So the weekend oh. I stayed with dad. And the weeks I stayed with mum. What the hell? Yep. <laughs> um, and. So if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Was it me. deliberately lit? Was it. No. It was just a. Just a, a bit of a freak accident. Mum, yep. it was a pretty messy house. Yep. And um, it's, it's a sad thing to think of, but that was probably part of it. Um, right. There was an overload power board. Yep. Um, essentially, from uh, my computer. Yeah. It just had blown up and caught up. Yeah. Um, and he, there was a whole thing in the paper about it, but there was actually two fires that morning. One of them had reported that there was people inside, and the other one was the one in the mum's house. 
And so they'd sent a crew out to the first fire. Oh, was inside and everything was fine. Um, so by the time they got out to mum's house, she it, was, yeah, know, it, was, it was too late. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that fucking, you know, the seven hours between 5am and midday yeah. when they couldn't get into the house to know if anyone was in there or not. I mean, that's, that, that will sit in my memory yeah. for my yeah. entire life. So um, you, even though they didn't know, did you know your mum was home? Yeah. You would like you of course she you know was. what I mean? Yeah. I knew. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I yeah. knew she was. Yeah. But but everything in my brain was saying so, no, no, she's not. She, like, yeah. like there's there we had these big hills right behind our house. I spent all my time running around the hills yeah. as a kid. And I was like, oh, she 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 might have freaked out and ran into the hills. Yeah. Of course she fucking did it. Yeah. She would have yeah. been out the front. But it, it anything at that at that moment to kind of cling on. Um, yeah. and Absolutely. a little bit of hope. Oh just a little bit. Just 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 yeah. a, just a tiny bit. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, and I I had a cousin, and um, bless her, I speak with her on the phone pretty regularly now, um, who was there that morning, and we, we were going through the events of that morning, and there were entire things she'd forgotten about that morning, entire things I'd forgotten about that morning, and we're bouncing these conversations between each other yeah. about what happened that morning of the fire. You know, I remember running barefoot down the street to the house because fucking... Like we'd, we'd stopped off the yeah. car to check somewhere yeah. and we didn't want to wait for it to go. So we just ran the rest of the way. And yeah. it was uh, like, but I, this is probably to get to like a, a more important point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you talk to the people who've been through the same traumatic experiences as you, um, it can be really fucking important to unpack. Yeah. You know, it took me yeah. 15 years to talk with the people around me about that morning and to realize I'd forgotten entire chunks yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And they'd forgotten entire chunks of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, yeah, so I guess you would have only, like, you know, we say recent years, a couple of years, you would have, would have only just worked out what actually happened. Yeah. Crazy, hey. Like, to think that, obviously, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess, like, you know, and that's that trauma brain that just goes... Yeah. Um, it's too big. Your yeah. Your brain can't yeah, no. function no. with that. No. And, yeah. And that's, yeah, you know, you, you, you hear of, well, obviously, especially in the school system of uh, trauma brain and... And the rest of it, and yeah, like that's prime prime example yeah. where this happened and this happened and this happened. No, it didn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's yeah. the other stuff. Like you think, oh yeah, and then this happened. No, no. And it's it amazing to think that it took fifteen years. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, it's not something obviously you're going to talk about the day after or anything. Obviously, that's not going to happen. No, but no. yeah, you know what I mean. Like fifteen years is a long time to actually. Yeah sit on it and think, wow, like, yeah, I can't believe this happened and this happened. And then yeah. it's like, no, it didn't. This happened. No, that didn't happen. No, this happened. Yeah. Yeah, crazy back and forth to have with yeah, something obviously so massive for one, but like... Yeah, and yeah. memories are patchy. We can't trust our memories. No, That's, no. you know, we, we've got finite space in our brain. Yeah. We'll make up entire memories oh. whole cloth. You know, there yeah. is... Um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm a very imaginative person, yeah. and so I don't trust my memories, yeah. and that's a scary feeling to have to not to be like, okay, I'm not gonna talk about this with this person because yeah. I don't know if it fucking yeah. happened or not, yeah. or was I just laying on the floor lucid dreaming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like was, yeah, not not being able to kind of trust your own memories. No. I think it's part of PTSD as yeah. well as yeah. you know filling Did, in blanks yeah. and that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, so back to well, actually, just to back to a shout out to Andy Allison. Yeah, huge shout out to him. One of the biggest fucking legends I know. Yes. And yeah. you talk about like genuinely nice people. Yeah. 
he's one of not many that I know. <laughs> like, I know, I mean, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of people I know that are genuinely nice, but he's yeah. like, I can look at him and be like, he is just a genuine nice person. Yeah, yeah. And what you see with Andy is what you get. Yeah. And would do absolutely anything to help you. Yeah. With anything. Um, so that's just a quick shout out to Andy. Huge shout out to yeah. Andy. So that's, that's a, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> like a, that's a mutual mate between ours that yeah. we can, yeah. 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 And I think everyone has the same uh, opinion of Andy Allison is, He's a fucking legend. He's a, he's a boon to this town. And I, I'm sure and he's a. I'm sure Jens is, is benefiting greatly oh. from him. I want to see him back in a music store in his element. Yeah. I yeah, I think Dale Cleave's closing down. Obviously, he, he left before yeah. that yeah. closed down. But th- this store. I mean, this is a little bit tangential. This yeah. this town losing its music store is fucking devastating. Oh, it it shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't like no. I get it, but yeah. at the same time, like no way. And, and we, we spoke about the music scene and, and all the rest of it, and yeah. that doesn't help. No, no. Like, so that does not help. But I think, yeah, like COVID is a fucking bitch. But yeah. you come out of COVID and it's it's all just backwards and musicians obviously copped pretty hard for three years and you're sort of like, oh, where does it... But I 100%, like, I'm absolutely nowhere near close to being a musician yeah. or anything close to it. But obviously, from you know running a pub and booking museums and all the yeah. rest of it, hundred percent it needs something. Uh, it, the town needs something. Yeah, like it yeah. definitely needs something because there is that much shit going on. Yeah, and like, yeah, if you're local and you think you could run a music, like a music business, yeah, absolutely do it because a lot of people obviously love going local as well. Yeah, and I think that's like a it's, that's been a massive boom since covid is spending local and shopping local and all the rest of it is like i'm massive for it i i look local first yeah i don't always buy local obviously as does everyone but i look local first like i and i always say to chanel like especially with christmas presents and shit i'm like go local yeah you know like if you're going to get me something go to bloody intersport first if intersport don't have it well shit that's yeah you know tough go go to the markets you know we've got so many people doing independent arts and crafts we've got phenomenal artists around like there is there's everything you kind of need in this town yeah um and that's where yeah. I, yeah, and I think, yeah, for, for local music, 100%, we need a new shop. Like, yeah. we, need, we need something. Um, kids need to be able to go in and pick up a guitar off the oh, wall imagine and that. imagine themselves playing it. They need, yes. you, can't, you can't buy the Fender you want off Amazon. You've no. got to sit down, you've got to feel that thing out. Yeah. You know, and there is, you know, and the, the guys down at Philtronics are doing all your um, music gear still. So yeah. they're actually doing, you know, you go the guitar strings, picks, uh, right. all your, yeah, all yeah. your adapters, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, and that's a godsend for us musos. Yeah. We, we're going to need new strings regardless. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same as having a music no. store. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah, if yeah. anybody has the inkling or the interest yeah. or the damn money to do it, uh, definitely give it a crack. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the town just needs it. Yeah, it just definitely. It's too big to not have a music store. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Andy, uh, yeah, mm. back to him. He uh, obviously music's his thing, yeah. but you know, for someone that's, well, yeah, one managed a pub. To actually manage the gaming room sucks a life completely out of you. Yeah, a, a pokey room. Uh, but he, like, I've never seen someone more better fit to a gaming room than Andy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, because obviously, you just the clientele that you get through the door is going to mm-hmm. be. You get your regulars, you get completely different people, and he's literally someone that can talk to everyone. Yes. And yeah. uh, you, for me, I like when I was in a gaming room, like it was literally like. Ugh zombie mode and yeah. you're going full like hey hey going blah 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 I don't give a shit honestly and that's that's where and I guess that was yeah. probably part of being like 
undiagnosed with a whole heap of shit at that time too. Yeah. But you literally ask people, hey, you going good, that's good, whatever. Yeah. But he genuinely wants to know how you're going. Yes. He genuinely wants to talk to everybody that walks through that room. Yeah. Like, and you, you look for, you know, and I guess you look for a little bit of inspiration when you, you're at work or you, you want to pick something from someone and be better at that. Like, yeah. I 100% look at him like that, yeah. where he 100% shows interest in everyone. Yeah. And you know, like, I, I could sit here and say I do, but I don't. And I guess, yeah, yeah like, honestly, that's for me. Like, I, it, yeah, to an extent, I don't always want to just be like, hey, how you going? Oh, that's good, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're all going through shit. But I think for someone like him, especially when he's at work, and I was no good at hiding that at work when I was like, yeah. yeah, if I didn't want to talk to you, I was sort of like, hey, how you going? That's good. Yeah. You know, hey, if you're terrible, 100% I'd sit there and listen. Yep. But if you're fine, or you say you're fine, and, you know, if I'd had a long day at work, I'm like, all right, that's, you know, that's probably yeah, enough here, for me. Here's your beer, I'm going to turn around. Yeah. Got some, got some yeah. shit to wipe. Yeah. 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 Still sitting yeah. there, still wiping. Yeah. 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 But he, for one, like, and this, yeah, obviously goes away from where we're going with everything, but yeah, yeah he's genuinely like a dude that I look at, especially still being in the pub game. Yeah. He genuinely cares. Yeah. He genuinely wants to talk to people. So, like, yeah, another shout-out to him because yep. he's a fucking legend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and going through, like, this... Uh, going back to where we were with your mental health stuff, yeah. like, obviously, we're... Yeah, we're ticking over that hour. That's oh, a, it's dear. been a bloody I, good I, chat. This, this has been... Because uh, I can... Uh, I was like, an hour, that's not going to be enough. Nah, <laughs> oh, no. This has been elite. I love this. Yeah. Um, like, we're not going to probably pack it up within the next minute, but I want to just keep going with your, your story. Like, we've obviously... We spoke about your mum and the impact and, and, and that for me, like that was like a holy shit moment when he told me. And then thanks for one, for being so open about that. Like that was like next level. This is the reason I do it is to hear stories like yours where, yeah, like I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, where, like, yeah, where I can't even like that. The more I think about it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but for your own mental health journey, you, you go through that, and Andy probably had, you know, one of the worst versions of you, I guess. He did, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Where you look back now, and I guess, like, with, with the diagnosis that you've had, and, you know, it makes sense. Like, where are you at now with your mental health? And yeah. I guess with your trauma, um, like, yeah, like, being a, th especially, being a male, but being a 32-year-old male with all this, I guess, diagnosis in the last five years. Yeah. What yeah. I mean, 23, seven yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where does that sit? Fucking weird. Um, no, like, to, I guess to sort of, like, you know, put a bow on it a bit. I, I think um, all, all, all we can do is, like, learn coping mechanisms slowly and painfully. And that's what I'm doing. And like, I, you know, after this breakup I've sort of gone through, I'm, I'm back living with my parents again. Yep. You know, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm not in stable work, I'm a musician. So, yep. you know, I'll be out, if you see me at least on the weekend, I'm I'm not doing heroin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. please chuck me a fiver. That's a win, yeah. Um, it'll just go to a dare ice coffee. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, and there is an element of making art and creating stuff, and this is this is really dark, but I take so much pride in being able to create and write and make music and that kind of thing, and that's what I've had to put my value in, and that's what I've had to put 
all of my stock in yeah. is like, I've made stuff. Yeah. I have, I've, I've, I've made people smile. I've, I've made people laugh. I've made people think. And I've made people cry. And there's this tie between ego and art and mental illness. And God damn, we need another hour. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. there's, I, 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 I'm doing the best with what I've got yeah. and learning to accept what yeah. I've got. And yeah. I can only work with what I've got. And yeah. there are people that are going to look at me and, and see a failure and see wasted potential. And people who have always known me and, you know, have that real pitiful look in them. And I need to not put that on myself, you know, because I yeah. can't not take that on. Yeah. But so my, my mental health at the moment is um, it's self-esteem boosting yeah. and it's self-affirming. Of like, I don't need to be ashamed you know, I call myself a musician now. I never used to call myself a musician. I call myself a writer. And I never used to do that because I didn't think I deserved those titles. Yep. But fuck that. Half the people that write books, those books are shit house. Oh, yeah. those, those songs suck. No. Like, everyone's doing no, their own thing. Yeah. But, like, that, that those, your self-identity and your self-worth, um, when you can bring that from inside yourself, yep. And you can look at the impact you have around the world and take that minute to be proud of yourself. We 100%. all deserve that. We yeah. all deserve that. Um, and that's, so that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm not yeah. doing great, yeah. but I can stop yeah. and I can take pride and I can make silly little things to chop, chuck up social media, share with friends and yeah. be a bit of light to other people. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, One day at a time. Yeah. But yeah. That's yeah. And like the power of social media. Yeah. We will touch on this. We'll keep going. I'm, I'm not fussed, honestly. <laughs> um, I mean, there could be a part two to probably your story. I think if the amount that we could unpack. I'd, I'd be over. We'll get a yeah. list of things to, yeah. to run through. Um, yeah. Like it's and this is I guess like this is a whole part of it. Why I love it is, especially with yourself that we've never had, I guess a conversation that we remember. <laughs> uh, there's probably been a conversation down the track but um, you know I guess we've only probably sort of just scratched the surface I, th- I think so uh, there's because I'll go on a tangent like yeah. everyone and um, I, I I yeah people are really suffering yeah but I think probably think that to, to put an end on this everyone's talking about the mundanity of trauma so like you know your reaction to, to hearing about yeah. my mum is the reaction I will get across the board. Yep. Um, but there's anybody who's been through something that's just generally like like messed up. You know, friends who had serious assault, serious bereavements. But after 15 or 16 years, it just kind of is. Yep. And that's nothing on you or anybody who yep. reacts away because how the hell else are you going to react yeah. to that? Yeah. Um, but... I think there's there's real when you're when you're kind of in it, you you don't think about it and then you think about it yep. and then you 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 kind of you can only live in that existence yep. and um, it doesn't define you and um, that no one should be defined by their pain no one should be defined by by their struggles I yep. mean, she, look at me Kurt Cobain everyone's like oh yeah he yeah. shot himself in the head I'm like yeah but before that he changed millions of lives yep. by screaming on stage and yep. being himself. And that's that's what's important. Yeah. Like, I th- I think there's, yeah. Oh, I want everyone to love themselves yeah. a bit. And I think like touching on that, if you do something good, pay yourself on the back. Yes. Yeah. Like, 
people will call it bragging or they might call it arrogant they might call it whatever guess what stiff shit stop because stop. if you're doing good shit for the world or you're doing good yep. shit for the town or you're doing good shit for yourself or for others pay yourself off of that yeah and I was going to touch on that with like the power of social media but like obviously we could talk about 100% the negatives that social media has which oh, yeah. is a fucking lot and that could be an episode with absolutely anyone yeah anytime for 24 hours on end yeah but the power of social media is for one this podcast yeah like yeah. within the last obviously three days was the border watch and abc radio tomorrow yeah. oh no yeah right. yeah no, so and that's and that was literally cool. like a lot of it was i seen a pop-up on facebook or i seen yeah. a pop-up on instagram or exactly you, you know what i mean and like i yeah obviously social media has its fucking demons and you know TikTok and all the rest of it which you know you see with the kids uh through schools and whatnot bullying or yeah. making videos or whatever it is but like for me you know you have the ability to connect with oh yeah connect keep in touch with friends especially for you you come from Alice Springs and yeah. then yeah. living in Adelaide and and all the rest of it like you've got people you know oh, I dare say throughout the country, but definitely throughout the state. Yeah, ever try and colour your friends list? You've got yeah. 1,200 oh, friends, and you're like, fuck, I know all of these yeah. people. God damn well, it. I had that chat the other day. Like, I've got, oh, fuck, I don't even know, 3,000 friends or something on Facebook. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are, like, duplicate accounts that, you know, they had to make five times because they've got their password or whatever, but yeah. they're literally people I know. Yeah. Like, I scrolled just through the A's on my list, and I was like, I actually know everyone. Yeah. And that's just through the people with the last name starting with A. And I was like, do you know what? I'm pretty comfortable with that. Like, it's actually, I'll look at it, I'm like, Shit, yeah, actually, oh, I remember that guy. I met him on the piss in Adelaide, or I met him on the piss here. And then, yeah, actually, yeah. you know, or you go back through your messenger and you're like, I've actually spoken to that person. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. for me, yeah. like, the power of social media, obviously, one for the podcast has been huge. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, we can't underestimate the fact that you can still connect with these people, or there yeah. are groups that you can be involved with yeah. that are for people that have got trauma or that are people, yeah. you know what I mean? Anxiety, depression. Like, yeah. you know, music, football, yep, whatever. Like, yeah. there's your stuff. I, mean, I haven't even bloody talked about Dungeons and Dragons yeah. yet, and I've been well, here and there yeah, for 15 yeah. minutes. So, yeah. like, yeah, but, and that's what I mean. Like, it's, everyone's got their space now, and that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like the biggest thing. But, um, I want to touch on obviously something I ask all my guests, um, is just something you're grateful for. And I mean, yeah. you've touched on it with, I guess, how your mental health is going at the moment, but just something that yeah. you you are grateful for. Yeah, you know, I was obviously thinking about this because I've you know listened to a, you know, to, a, to a fair few to a fair few. You got eight. <laughs> to the but like, and I was, it's a bit cliche, but right now it's just my family yep. and my the, the golden retriever that my dad's dad's bought in his retirement. Yep. You know they didn't have to take me in as my life's fallen yep. to bits, and they have, and that's I'm so so grateful to have these people who have just supported me. Um, and it's not it's not something to take for granted, your yeah. family. Like yeah. that's, you know, so that's, that, that's kind of it, simple yeah. and easy. Just yeah. my dad and my stepmom yeah. and my, my fucking dog and my and nieces. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, the, and yeah. I, for one, and like, cause I actually love hearing you speak about the philosophy side of stuff. It's something mm. that I, I'm not fully into like I'd like to say I touch on it a little bit and like I'm a massive reader though but I love sports and yeah. shit so it's not gonna but um I think you know the gratitude thing is something that I'm still hopeless I spoke about it on another episode where I've got this diary and it's around 65 days gratitude that I'm yep. to write in I've written it in twice 
I don't think it was after the last Sunday or the Sunday before, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna write that book. And I did. And I haven't written it ever since. So, yeah. you know, I speak about gratitude and, and whatever, and I, I I guess I, you know, it's just like I say the normal stuff that I'm grateful for, but you can't underestimate being grateful for your family and your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's something I guess like I can say it every episode and I'm 100% grateful for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, especially I'm 100% grateful for my family as well you know I, I touch on that gratitude every episode or whatever and I'm sort of like you know there's there's a normal stuff but like it's not normal not everyone has a no. family to be grateful for and like, it's not something you're grateful for openly all the time no like and that's and that's what I was because when I heard it, I was like oh, I'm going to think it's something real clever yeah. so, oh, the moment I'm grateful yeah. for the moment yeah. it's like well when was the last time I told my well, parents I fucking love them uh, yeah. and it's like well yeah like of course like that's we don't say it no but it no. is so and I think the biggest like between telling someone you love them, yeah, which is 100% normal, but telling people that you appreciate either them or something they've done. Yeah. I think appreciation is a massive thing that you can, you can, you don't necessarily have to show them, but if you can tell someone that you appreciate something they've done, yeah, that goes a long way. It does. Like, and I'm grateful, yeah. obviously, for people that actually show or tell people of their appreciations. I think appreciation yeah. is a massive feeling. And you talk about your big feels, like that's a big feeling that you can feel. Yeah. Is once you feel appreciated or yeah. something that you've done is appreciated, I think it goes a long way. Yeah. That's the root of all of it. Yeah. We want it, we want, we need our tribe, we need our yeah. people, and we need to feel like we're contributing to it. Yeah. And the only way to know that you are fitting in and that that everyone wants you around is they tell you. Yeah. And so you should tell other people. Yeah. Because everyone wants to feel like they fit in and they're doing the right thing and they're doing okay. Yeah. And how are they supposed to know that if we can't be open about yeah. it and tell people they're doing okay? And yeah. so I think yeah. 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 Yep. That's <laughs> um, obviously, like I said, I think we've got a fair bit more that That's we can touch cool. on. Yeah. Um, well, I, I appreciate you coming on, Steve. I appreciate the message for a start. Like, um, for me, um, I have had a few messages now through the page and everything, but I think for the first step being sending a message to me is a massive step for anyone. Uh, someone like yourself yeah. who... Uh, I now know that, obviously, your, your mindfulness and and everything that goes along with it, you are very in touch with, which is great. Um, and I probably just want to finish off by saying, obviously you're one of the, like, everyone's story is massive. Yours is a massive story. Like, and we're not going to compare, obviously we never compare because no. everything that happens in each other's lives is fucking huge. Yep. Um, so obviously, you know, we're not going to compare, obviously you losing your mum to me fucking... Like I said, you know, whatever's happened, it, there's, there's absolutely no comparison. And I mean, that's a massive thing to happen and you're so open with it. Um, but we'll finish off with like, there's a lot that people are gonna take away from this episode. Um, but how do you obviously get through your day to day? And how do you deal with, I guess, you know, when the anxiety creeps up and the depression creeps up and all the rest of it, like, how do you deal with it? Like, what's your yeah. go-to? For me, I love good music and you'd be the same because obviously, you, you know, yeah. but like for me, I love going for a run, yeah. love listening to music. I love, you know, playing with the kids and chilling with my partner. Like, it's, yeah. for me, that's like, that's how I get by. Like, my family's obviously huge, um, but yeah, like for me, music and music and the gym. Yep. Like, or even a walk, like I've, I've said it repeatedly, is yeah. walking, running, gym, whatever, but music in the ears. 
for me. Yeah. And I'll repeat that, repeat it, repeat it. And people message me saying, you know, how do you, if you feel it coming on or whatever, if I, I just find that that's for me the key. But for you, yeah. with, you know, obviously having the trauma and the ADHD and, yeah, you know, all these, I guess, all these labels. But how do you, how do you deal with them? Yeah. So um, yeah, music, music's a big yeah. one. Um, yeah. So uh, because I play music, yeah. like that I part of the reason I'm so good at music, I gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking yeah. good at guitar. Yeah. And that's because it, I can switch off. Yeah. My hands know what to do, my ears are distracted, and I'm in. Yeah. And, you know, and doing that for 10 years straight for hours a day just to try and keep myself grounded and leveled. What are these circuit breakers? Like when you are thinking, and you don't know that you're overthinking and fucking doing yourself damage yeah. until it's too late, you're sweating, you're panicking. Um, being able to recognize that and being able to do literally anything else. Just put on some music, go for a walk, you know, because all you can do is stop those thoughts. And this is mindfulness, meditation, yeah. being able to let a thought go past and not consume you. Yeah. And that, so I will do anything, whether it's play music, um, uh, you haven't mentioned the stitches on my chin, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going for a skateboard, yeah. maybe yeah. taking a stack. Yeah. Like, because you're not going to get out of your head by laying there. Yeah. This is someone who, to this day, I'll still lay there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not about those times you fail. No. Fuck all that. Yeah. It's, you know, give yourself give yourself a nice little break and treat yeah. yourself. And yeah. Just switch off. Chuck on that death metal. Yeah. Chuck on that Cardi B. Ch- yeah. Chuck on whatever it is. Kick the footy at the wall. Yeah. Um, I think it's just about stopping the thoughts. Yeah. For long enough for them to totally disappear yep. till that tide has passed and you're not going to jump back into it and when they come try again yeah and if you fail yep. that's all right yeah try again yep. like yeah Love that. yeah 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 music's king well music's definitely the king so <laughs> i think uh yeah like i can't yeah i can't thank you enough um you know as people like you, you you know it's a reason why i do it um you know, you're so willing to come on, tell your story, um, and I hope, obviously, this helps someone. I dare yeah. say it will. It's bloody helped me already. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I thank you. Hats off to you for coming on and telling your story, um, and being so open and honest with, with me and with everyone that will watch and listen to this. So, uh, like I said, potentially there will. <laughs> Maybe a part two down the line, I think, yeah. with uh, everything we haven't touched on. We'll set a time but limit on each Yeah, we'll, uh, I, I, I keep saying that I want to keep to this 45-minute thing, but it, it just doesn't happen, so yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, you know, people, like you said, you've broken it up into parts and listen to episodes. And, yeah. You know, for me, if you can listen to 20 minutes and 20 minutes and 20 minutes or you listen to music and come back, yeah. you know, it's definitely something people can come back to. So um, let's uh, sign it off for yeah. episode nine. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and you do a lot of good work. Um, Cheers, Cheers, Dave. All right. right. Peace.